Welcome as we gather around God's Word at St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Cape Town. As a call to worship today, our Creator calls us, our Saviour leads us, the Spirit unites us, and we come with thanksgiving and praise. In wisdom, God gave birth to all things, loving and cherishing the earth. We will care for God's earth and rejoice in its abundant life. In Christ, God loves and he saves us, and we will tell the story of God's love and meet the living word. The Spirit calls us from hiding into wholeness, from separation into unity, from mistrust into love. We will worship and work together in friendship, peace and love. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, whose spirit searches all creation, you know what we hide and what is hidden from us. Come among us that we may meet you and be touched and turned about, healed, restored and renewed, through Christ our friend and saviour. Amen. International Women's Day is celebrated in many countries around the world, and it is a day when women are recognized for their achievements without regard to divisions, whether national, ethnic, language, cultural, economic, or political. And since those early years, International Women's Day has assumed a new global dimension for women in developed and developing countries alike. The growing international women's movement, which has been strengthened by four global United Nation, Nations women's conferences, has helped make the commemoration a rallying point to build support for women's rights and participation in the political and economic arenas. As believers, we continue to celebrate women in Luke chapter 1, there is the account of a most unusual family in the Bible. And it's the only family that we know about of which it is said that every member of the family was filled with the Holy Spirit. Zacharias the father was filled with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist, we are told, was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. We are also told that Elizabeth, the mother of the family, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And we can agree that if there is a man and a woman and children in a family that are filled with the Holy Spirit, this indeed is a home that wins. And this is a family that is going to succeed. Every time we see a family that succeeds, every time we see a home that wins, more often than not, we will find a true that in that family, there is a woman who wins. So when we look at the life of Elizabeth, because Elizabeth shows us some of the traits of a woman who wins and uses it to speak to all women 
all over the world. And this doesn't mean that the men are left out. But the particular emphasis today is about women. Women in society are facing changing roles. The role of a woman is very different from what we are used to. When I look at my mum, although she was a very powerful woman, I have a different role as what she had. Today we talk in terms of so many roles added to a woman because of the cost of living, because of circumstances. We think of working mothers. We talk about single mothers where men do not take responsibility. We look at the career woman and we see that women are more and more finding this increasing pressure to be everywhere and to do everything. And there's a pressure upon women that is adding to their responsibilities as well. Many times women find themselves pulled in three different directions. There's a pull to the old-fashioned the traditional wife and mother, and then there's a pull to the career woman. There's a pull to the slim, sexy companion that the media portrays to us as well. I read from Luke 1, verses 41 to 45. Mary visits Elizabeth. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Women so often overlooked or ignored, both in society at large and in the biblical stories, they have the only speaking roles in this part of scripture. Mary's first words prompt an immediate silent response from Elizabeth's unborn child. John leaps, acknowledging both her presence and the significance of the child she carries in her womb. And John's reaction to Mary's voice fulfills Gabriel's prophecy even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is a bit earlier on in Luke chapter 1 in verse 15. Already, John points to the coming one. And through Luke, clearly, we can see that it signifies that the unborn child's leaping is prompted by the Spirit. And it is Elizabeth, John's mother, who takes on the role of prophet by speaking the prophetic word in this scene. 
She is filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaims what Mary has not yet told her. And what is not yet visible to the eye, Mary is pregnant. Furthermore, through the Spirit, she knows who Mary's child will be, for she calls Mary the mother of my Lord. Her prophecy will soon be fulfilled when her own son prepares the way for the Lord. Elizabeth not only prophesies, but she blesses by declaring both Mary and the fruit of Mary's womb blessed. She begins a series of blessings that weave through Luke's birth story and intensifies its tone of joy, delight and praise. So Mary, Zechariah and Simeon will all add their blessings to the claim, praising God for what God is doing at this moment in history and recognizing that those who are privileged to be instruments of God's saving work and have been richly blessed. Mary is blessed not only for her status as the mother of the Lord, but also for her trust in God's promises. When we look at the original language, we see that when Mary is said to be blessed among women and proclaims that the fruit of Mary's womb is blessed, she emphasizes that both present and future generations will praise and speak well of her and her child. But when she says, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord in verse 45, she uses the original language, the same term that Jesus uses to bless people in the Beatitudes. And we might well translate Elizabeth's words as happy is she who believed. Mary is blessed because despite all expectations, her social status has been reversed. She will be honored rather than shamed for bearing this child. But she has also been blessed with divine joy, with beatitude. Happy is she who believed because she has believed that God is able to do what God promises to do. And when Elizabeth says, blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord, she is saying and contrasting Mary's trust in God's power and promise with her own husband Zechariah's skeptical questioning. Zechariah asked for proof that the angel's word was true. Mary asked for an explanation of what was going to happen to her and then gave her willing consent. Zechariah, the religious professional, doubted God, but Mary, the peasant girl, believed. And her trust in God's word opened the door for God to bless her and to bless the whole world through her. And Elizabeth celebrates Mary's willingness to say yes to God. By greeting Mary with honor, Elizabeth overturns social expectations. Mary is an unmarried pregnant woman. 
She might expect social judgment, shame, even being ostracized from her peers. Yet, Elizabeth knows from her own experience the cost of being shamed and excluded. In her culture, a woman's primary purpose in life was to bear children. So as an elderly person, who, an elderly woman who is barren, she had to endure a lifetime of being treated as a failure. And her response to her miraculous pregnancy emphasizes that God's grace has reversed her social status. And this is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people earlier on in chapter 1 of Luke verse 25. At long last, in her old age, she is an honorable married woman pregnant with her husband's son. Elizabeth continues the pattern of social reversal by opening her arms and her home to a relative, relative whom her neighbors would expect her to reject. And so instead of shaming Mary, she welcomes, she blesses, and she celebrates her, treating her as more honorable than herself. And therefore, the pregnancy that might have brought Mary shame brings joy and honor instead. When Elizabeth welcomes Mary, she practices the same kind of inclusive love that Jesus will show to prostitutes and sinners. She sees beyond the shamefulness of Mary's situation to the reality of God's love at work, even among those whom society rejects and excludes. Elizabeth's Words and actions invite us to reflect on our own openness to the ways that God chooses to act in our world. What is God doing through unexpected people in our society today? Where is God at work through people whom our neighbors and maybe even church family often exclude or treat as shameful? Will we listen to the Spirit's prompting when the bearers of God's new reality show up on our doorstep? May we all, men, women and children, like Elizabeth and Mary, trust that God is coming to save and free us. May we, like them, give thanks that God has taken away our shame and then respond to God's love by welcoming the shameful. May we, like them, become a community that supports each other as we hope and wait for Christ to return. We continue to worship God today with our offering and we bring our offering online. Let us pray. Creating and sustaining God, as we were formed in our mother's wombs and as we have traveled each step of life's path, you have journeyed with us. As we have struggled to, to feel your presence and as we have seen you in friend and stranger, you have journeyed with us. As we have rejoiced in your creating love and felt the pain 
of your world's suffering. You have journeyed with us. As we live in this moment and look to the future, we are sure in our conviction that you will journey with us. We pause to remember with thankfulness those who have journeyed before us, whose stories we have heard and draw strength from. Sarah, who left her world and travelled into the unknown with Abram. Miriam, who sang and danced for the Lord. Deborah, whose wisdom guided the ancient Hebrew people. Ruth, who challenged an inward-looking society. Elizabeth, who offered support to Mary during her pregnancy. Martha, who professed her faith in the midst of her grief. Mary, the mother of John Mark, who offered a home as a place of prayer. As we journey on, women, men and children together, may we listen with compassion to the stories that each of us have to tell. May we rejoice in the diversity of gifts, reflections of your image, which have been given to each of us. And may we be led forward as partners in mission, offering worship and witness to God, who is both father and mother of us all. And Lord, as we reflect upon this scripture with Elizabeth, who prophesied and blessed and spoke hope and gave acceptance, we pray, Lord, that you will Enable us by your spirit as men, women and children to be able to prophesy, be able to bless and be able to speak hope into every person that we meet. We offer our prayers in the name of Jesus, God's Son and our brother. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.